one is in the books. Uh, it was a ton of fun. Um, and so with that, Pod Divided is back. Um, and we realized that this, this podcast we're recording podcast. now is very historic. This is a milestone for us. Last year, we did not have a single podcast where all three of our teams won. So that happened for the first time. We have four happy gentlemen in here, um, joined by Spencer Baldwin, Clayton Skinner, and Ben Chosen. I'm Scotty White. Um, welcome back, everybody. Um, we're just going to be talking today. Um, we're just going to digest what happened in week one, talk about what we saw from our teams and just college football as a whole. Um, we're going to talk about maybe some bad, uh, some bad calls that we saw this week. It's a new segment that we want to incorporate into the podcast. Uh, we'll go over our games of the week and then we'll talk about uh getting ready for week two um ben why don't you kick us off um talk about what you saw in week one not just from michigan but just college football as a whole what'd you like it was so good to see college football back in full blast i'm gonna start um with michigan and what i like from them Uh, it looked i feel like i say this every year after Uh, like a good Michigan game, but it looked like old Michigan. It looked like a convincing win. Western Michigan is not a bad opponent. Um, I don't like that you're shaking your hand. They're a good football team. They were slated to get uh, second in the MAC, which I think they'll actually win it because Ball State got blown out, didn't they? Um, I think they did. I want to say, but whatever. Um, Michigan. Pay attention to the MAC. Sorry, (laughs) Western also got blown out. That is a truth fact. Yeah. Um by a better opponent, but whatever. I really liked what I saw to Michigan. It looked like an explosive offense. I'm really upset about Ronnie Bell. Um, Aiden Hutchinson obviously looked great. Uh, Cade McNamara, the top rated uh, power five quarterback. I mean, he was good, but I think I, I, he honestly didn't even, I don't know how I want to say this because I feel like I'm tripping over my words. He looked good, but I feel like he could play better than how he played. And he was still the top rated power five quarterback, which I, I don't really know how that happened. But. He was efficient. He was extremely efficient. Okay. It was That's the efficiency why. rating. It's efficiency um, rating. Yeah. And honestly, JJ McCarthy impressed me more than he did in his four for six performance for 80 yards and a touchdown. And those two, the two incompletions were both drops because he throws it 97 miles an hour. But um, yeah, I mean, it was really good to see Michigan not back. I won't say back. It was good to see Michigan looking like old Michigan um, and just the college football atmosphere in general was awesome to see back. Obviously that like there were a lot of clips of the crowds, like the crowd singing uh, enter Sandman at Virginia tech. I know Scotty sent me that earlier. That looked electric. Um, it was just great to see college football back across the country. Clay, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, first off, good call on that same Michigan's back. Cause I mean, that's one of the greatest curses you can put on your team. Um, I mean, geez, Texas can curse for home say, I was gonna say, <laughs> like, hook them, but also, like, yeah, they just fuck themselves over every year. But yeah, I'm happy with week one. Um, Ohio State's game was a little nerve wracking at points, um, a little more so than I was, um, ready for, I guess. But overall, I'm happy. Um, Ohio State showed how dangerous that offense is, even though CJ Stroud did kind of struggle in the first half. We saw that when he's playing well, um, how dangerous that Ohio State team is. I mean, they had the ball for like five minutes in the second half and scored 28 points, um, which is pretty incredible. Like they only had 48 offensive snaps just because they had so many long touchdowns, which is a lot of fun. It's kind of hard to get a read on the offense in that sense, other than that they're really explosive. Um, Obviously, the defense, a little concerning, um, not worried. Definitely not worried. It's very important to mention that I am not worried. Um, just because six new starters in the back seven. Um, Muhammad Ibrahim is a good running back. He like, He's a running back. I think in game one that you're not going to slow down entirely. Um, so that's kind of like a, a wait and see with the Ohio State defense. I think there's plenty of room to improve. A lot of experience to be gained. They're still kind of learning who the best players are. Staying out your two top corners um, obviously didn't help. But overall, I'm very happy. Um, I think Ohio State's only going to get better. Um, and I'm very excited. I will be in attendance for the Ohio State Oregon game, game this Saturday. Um, so speaking of a big crowd environments, 100,000 fans back at the horseshoe. I'll be there. I'll be rowdy. I'm excited. I actually saw uh, an article on 11, war- 11 Warriors about how Ohio State has been struggling to – um, sell tickets and like this actually might not they might not get a hundred thousand okay yeah it, right now they do not have a hundred thousand tickets sold yet but they're oh, still a week oh, left. that is crazy 
Still, we got no I no, it's just weird because I just can't relate. You know, um, Michigan Stadium statistically attacks like hundred nine thousand, so I just can't relate. Really quick, I also want to throw out there that so every week there's an announcement at the Michigan games where it's like, thank you for being the like part of the largest crowd watching a football game in America today. Today is the like, I think it was the two hundred forty seventh straight game with a hundred thousand fans, and I was like, wait a second, there was a brief gap, but I don't know if we're calling that or not. But I just wanted to throw it out there that it was, yeah. Yeah, up in the air. I know me and Scotty looked at each other and we we're like, ah, I don't know. Technically, uh, technically not. Whatever. Um, okay. Just weird that Ohio State fans don't care about the football team. But go on, Clay. Yeah, yeah, no, it's kind of weird. But, um, well, I just wanted to say something about the Ohio State game. I was thrilled seeing that Ohio State's just absolutely terrible this year. Uh, gave me a lot of confidence. Um, now I know. I know that that's going to be just an easy W on Michigan's schedule. So that was good to see. Um, they look terrible in all in all aspects of the game. Um, no, I'm kidding. But honestly, I was I thought that Ohio State was going to win that game by like 28. Um, and I was shocked when it was when they were down by four at halftime and concerned because I put a decent amount of money on Ohio State to cover. Um, which they did. I, I think by half a point. I was, that is important. Depends if you had them at 13 and a half or at 14. Yeah, because they did go up. Luckily, I got them at 13 and a half. Um, yeah, no, this this first week of college football was great. Um. Yeah, like Ben said, I'm not going to go ahead and say Michigan is back or anything like that. You know, we were playing Western. Um, we took care of business. It was great to see. Um, but I was I was pleasantly surprised. Um, like Ben said, Cade, Cade looked – he was very efficient. He was 9 of 11 passing. Um, he did what he needed to do. The, uh, the running backs looked great. Um, and, you know, but that's the thing is we're, we were playing Western. That happens a lot where we established the run against lesser opponents. Um, but it's going to be – it's going to be great to see – Obviously, Washington did lose to an FCS opponent last weekend, so we'll see how good they are. Um, but I cannot wait to be in the big house this weekend for that atmosphere. The maze out under the lights. It's going to be amazing. Um, so, yeah, week one was awesome. Um, Spence, what, did, uh, what are your week, week one takeaways? Yeah, uh, so I thought, I thought week one was pretty awesome for college football. Uh, all, the, all the shots they had each game of all the fans just kind of packed in like sardines. Like That's something you, that you're really going to look for. Uh, Michigan State has their first home game this week, and I can tell you for a fact they will not have 100,000 fans, mainly because Spartan Stadium doesn't see anywhere near 100,000 fans. So they'll be about at least at least 20,000 short. Uh, but aside from that, I really liked what I saw from Michigan State, uh, obviously with the zero rushing touchdowns. All right, let me correct this also. So they did have two rushing touchdowns last year. None were by a running back. One was a quarterback, and the other was a tight end. So I'm sorry. I misspoke. Zero running back tight uh, touchdowns uh but obviously walker had four of them uh which kind of s- meant that our offensive line was back a little bit aside from him being actually good at football instead of again hayward my god Kenneth walker looked really yeah really good. he he knows how to play football um another running back that looked really good was your tight end hayward he, yeah, he looked good at tight end. Ball, he looked good at tight end. He did look good at tight end. Yeah, I was impressed. I, also, uh, I'm pretty sure Harold Joyner got knocked out at one point when he fumbled. I don't know how that wasn't a targeting call, but hey, that's besides the point. Uh, that was late in the game, though. And then, see, these bad calls just follow me around. Then, <laughs> uh, but aside from that, uh, I thought it was cool to see teams that were overrated, underrated. Um, and just kind of what the fans can do. I think the OSU game was just Minnesota being better than last year with players that they got back. Uh, sad to see, though. So you had Ronnie Bell go out. Ibrahim's out for the rest of the year as well, which is really tough blow for Minnesota. And then Alabama lost one of their starting linebackers. So that, that part sucks because I know as, as a player, finally having fans, like that's got to be exciting. So having the season taken away from you, that would suck uh, in any, any situation. But, yeah, I really enjoyed week one. Excited for week two. Uh, hopefully a little easier win for Michigan State. But, yeah. If I can bring yeah. up a quick topic here. Um, I think I really want to talk specifically about the game of the week last week. I think we're all excited for Clemson, Georgia, uh, which was a good – it was a close game. I can't say it was an exciting game, a good game, I guess. But I really kind of want to get your guys' takeaways on Clemson because I think they've really dug themselves into a hole now. Where, yeah. Um, I guess – you know, I hate talking about the playoff in week one, but what do you guys think about Clemson and not playing a single ranked opponent? And really, I mean, they did struggle against Georgia. Defense looked great, but um, the offense did not look good. 
Yeah. So I want to get you guys' takes on Clemson. And do you think they're still, I don't know, a championship contender, a playoff contender? Or it's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's tough to gauge after a week. It's, it's such a small sample size watching that game. I can't tell if Georgia's offense is bad or Clemson's D is good or Georgia's. Well, I know Georgia's yeah. defense is good and Clemson's offense is bad, but not bad. But hey, I mean, it's tough to gauge. Have a good they I wouldn't say they're bad. They're just inexperienced. Like that's they, true. As their well. offensive yeah. line is not what it used to be. They don't have a running back. I mean, yes, DJ Ukulele is really good at football, but he like you could just see like flashes where he had no idea what to do. Uh, just yeah. sat in the pocket too long instead of getting out of there, holding onto the ball too long, like things like that. I just think it's going to come as the season goes and starting off against them, like what is going to be number two team in the nation, three team in the nation right now. Georgia. That's just a tough start for such a like inexperienced team that lost so much from a year ago. But also consider is like, even if they aren't that good, I mean, who who are they going to lose to? They don't play anybody, which is just so frustrating as a Michigan fan, as we have to play Ohio state every single year, we have to play Penn state, Wisconsin every year. And they play zero. And they play Michigan State. State every year. Yeah, I mean Michigan State usually. I mean, really, they usually are. Michigan uh, State would be like an team. eight and four, nine and three, yeah. ACC team. Yeah. <laughs> Even the Michigan State's worst years. Like it's just That's... it's frustrating to see because they could be, they could just be an okay like kind of ranked fifteen to twenty, um, skill wise team, and they would they'll probably win the rest of their games and get rewarded with the college football playoff. Not only is it frustrating, but if they are talented enough to go to the playoff, then it's like, it's, it doesn't bode well for Clemson because like, it looks really bad when you go 11 and one and your only loss is the only hard game that you played all year. Like that's not fair to Clemson because no one has a gauge of whether they're a championship contending team or not. Obviously they held their own with a top team in the nation. So they are a good team, but we're not going to be able to tell how good for the rest of the year. It also sucks the way that it was scheduled. Honestly, if I was, I guess back when they scheduled this Georgia game, they probably didn't know who the quarterback, like they didn't know it was going to be like a turnover without Lawrence, but it would have been nice for this team in specific to get like a not a warm up game, but like a game against a not a top yeah. opponent. So that like, like a Western yeah. Michigan type. Game. No, I'm saying like a Minnesota for <laughs> CJ Stroud because CJ like, Stroud maybe like, a, maybe like a, North, a Northwestern type Because no, but what I'm saying is that like CJ Bro, Stroud, get out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> CJ Stroud struggled in the first half, but he was able to like figure it out, be down by four against a decent opponent and come back and win handily because it was his first ever college football game, which sucks for DJ Yugalalalu, but whatever. Yeah. I mean, opening up the season with a game like that's always tough, but like, like, I mean, Clemson still has everything in front of them. Um, it is nice to know now 11 games left. If Clemson loses one, they won't be in the playoffs. That warms my heart. Um, Wait, real quick, just on the topic of, CJ Stroud against North, against Minnesota. Do you guys know he only completed five passes in the second half of that game? Yeah, they just happened for two hundred ninety six yards, many many yards, <laughs> or two hundred something yards. But like, yeah, that's what was so hard to gauge. Like Ohio State's offense second half because we just didn't have the ball for any of it. Yeah, and I mean, it would have been a lot better for you guys too if you had someone like efficient like Cade. Um, just to like be more efficient out there, but like, yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> also, won't I'm done Clemson have 12 this. more games? Assuming they slide through the rest of the conference, won't they have to play Notre Dame most likely? Notre, Dame's, Notre not Dame's not in the ACC anymore. They've been just so stupid. Year. The one year, I thing. know. All right, never so mind. Dumb. I will say, Clemson should win the next 12 games, but winning 12 straight games for any team isn't easy. It's, yeah, it's not easy. Also, 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 Florida State. Yeah, Florida, Florida State, State is going to beat the brakes off of Clemson, dude. Florida State is back. Chop nope. on, I don't know about all that. Okay, no, like, I know that was NC that was State. I, NC State is going to beat Clemson though. Just wait. I feel like Alabama wouldn't have a very hard time winning twelve straight games. That's not true. Alabama is different. Yeah, like if yeah, that seems like, like a different beast. Alabama yeah. is a different beast. I'm just saying, like in general, though, like just winning twelve straight games, like most teams will have a close upset alert, you know, somewhere along the line. I'm just saying for Clemson to win 12 straight now, like 
yeah even with that schedule is a tough task um but really quick i'm sorry to keep bringing up topics um on the topic of florida state can we talk about the fact that like they started that hunter or the travis hunter was his name played in the entire game gets knocked out for one play because his helmet comes off and that's when the coach is like nope mckenzie milton rest of the game yeah that I was no sense that as well. to me like why was that the deciding factor that Mackenzie Milton should stay in the game? Yeah, that was weird. That I don't know. Stuff. Awesome yeah, story for Mackenzie Milton, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, really no, good to see awesome. him back on the field. Um, Not that I yeah. knew him before, but it like now that I know the story, it's cool. Oh, yeah, he was UCS quarterback. Um, all right, but if you guys are ready to move on. Um, I actually have one think- more quick topic. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, we're just going to mute play permanently. Um, but uh, so, so next up, we, this is a new topic. We just want to go through and, uh, and say our what we think was our, one of the worst calls that we saw all week. Now, this one, I don't understand how it was called. It was in the Michigan game. Ronnie Pell had one of the most ridiculous catches I have ever seen. Was not touching the defender at all and they call the offensive pass interference you guys are aware of the play i'm talking about i'm sure yeah this was this was my bad ref job of the week as well yeah i I, there's nothing else i can really talk about because i didn't prepare a second bad ref job but i'm sure spence has nine so he can talk for me but (laughs) yeah yeah, dude he just burned his defender he made the sickest one-handed grab i like looked away when like I was in the student section, I looked away because I thought he dropped it, and I saw him like come back with it in his hand. I was like, what? "It was a ridiculous catch." It was insane. And it wasn't like a normal one-handed, like kind of Odell catch. Like he just like kind of snare. Like it was so odd. It was like a, it was it was incredible. I it was an amazing catch, and and that ref. I'm upset with him. I'm upset with the ref. It was a poor call. It was a very say. a very poor call. This to me was not a biased bad ref job. It was just no, really bad. It was terrible. It, I guess it looked pretty bad that guys. me and Scotty are the ones that are bringing it up and no one else but is saying like, about it, but it was bad. Clay, you, I didn't have, see have you seen the video, Clay? I, have, I was watching it live and I also looked away because I was like, oh, damn, this just got a long play. And then I looked again, they were like on their own 10 yard line. I was like, what the fuck? Um, so, yes, I agree. That was a bad call. Thank you. Um, However, right, I don't have a bad ref call of the week because I don't blame games on refs like these Michigan fans here. Um, but yeah. Oh, here, I'll just give one for Clay. It was that missed targeting call uh, in the end of the Ohio State Minnesota that he gave you guys the fucking win. Um, hey, all right, Spencer. That targeting call made you money. Ohio <laughs> I know, State- I know, but it was a terrible missed call. Um, <laughs> I can't say anything because the Big Ten also said that it was a missed call. So. Yeah. Um, Spencer? All right, yeah. So since you guys didn't come prepared, I have eight ready for you. I came prepared. Uh, no, you're good. <laughs> I don't actually have eight. Uh, the biggest one I had, Purdue ended up winning this game, so it didn't really affect anything in the long run. But I texted you guys about it. So they were they were driving on the field. It was a uh, third and long, uh, playing the end zone. Should have been uh, honestly, the ball still should have been caught, but it would have been an easy catch had he not been like grabbed and literally tugged. Uh, ended up not not catching the ball. And they're in field goal range, didn't catch the ball. The coach decided to flip his shit like a coach should in that scenario. And it ended up getting him a unsportsmanlike, and they backed him up 15 yards. And they ended up having to punt because they were now out of field goal range. Uh, yes, they still won the game, but, like, that's a that's a seven-point swing. Uh, I don't know if Oregon came – or Oregon State came down and scored immediately. But it's just, it's just, like, so sad to, like, see that stuff. And like you guys said, the bell – Bell thing. The NFL did try to like make it to where you can review it, but it's so flawed and it's something that needs to be reviewed. It's kind of insane. Like I hate refs, but nobody's perfect. And it's something that if you have the ability to do it, I don't know why you don't do it, especially when it's that blatant. Also just like targeting in general, like my God, there were so many tar- I don't know if you watched the old Miss game. Stop ejecting people. Holy oh my shit. God. There were four, four people. First half. Yeah. Like, dude, it's insane. Like, I get it if if you lower your head, like I get that. But if the offensive player, especially a running back, like goes to like duck his head, what are you supposed to do as a defensive player? 
Like, I don't, I don't know how you're supposed to adjust in that split second to not hit his helmet when he lowers it to hit you. I don't, I don't get it. There was, I would say there was two justified ones, but at the same time, like the offensive players uh, are just so protected now. I don't know if you saw the Tom Brady interview the other day. Uh, it was actually a really good interview. I was going to bring that up as well. Yeah, If you haven't listened to it, I think it's a probably the best thing I've heard from any Michigan player ever. Um, and probably the last good thing I'll hear from a Michigan player ever. But yeah, I just, I just think it's such a sad thing to watch football be such like a defensive, like, thought process rather than just letting them run and hit somebody like you're supposed to in football it's also if only another ncaa sport came up with this framework for like a flagrant one and a flagrant two to differentiate what should be an ejection and what shouldn't like if only that was in existence and could happen only that made my thing is that like spence you're saying like just let them run around and hit each other like there definitely are like low-key like life-threatening head injuries and stuff yeah so maybe not letting them like run around and hit each other but like maybe like not eject people for doing football things and maybe just like make it 10 yards like yeah, i yeah. agree i agree i'm no, just saying like, don't, like i understand what you're saying yeah, yeah i'm just saying like why like first game of the year like everyone's excited why are we ejecting people because like no one's played in so long fans are back they're excited to play like key to the moment like dude i i don't think it should be an ejection unless you like literally do it so blatantly my theory is this that they implemented this rule to get the point across that they weren't like screwing around about targeting and now they can loosen it up because like players now know not to hit a defensive player with yeah. the crown of their helmet now it can be 10 yards instead of an ejection yeah i agree feels so bad for like ejections because like people work all off season. People get up at 6 a.m. to lift six days a week to play this game in front of their home fans. And then they get ejected five minutes into it. It's like, what did I work for? It's just, it's frustrating as an athlete, knowing like how much work goes into it, that if I was in the second inning of a game and I got ejected for fielding a ground ball and like throwing it to first, like a football play, like just like something you're supposed to do. I'd be pissed off. It's kind of like when we played in that kickball league and I was, scrutinized for throwing it at bandana guy's neck when i put in the work i was up at 6 a.m at the kickball field and yeah i totally, That's I totally you ducked into like, that ball just like as an athlete like i totally get what you're saying you have a it's like player. it's when the it's like when the gym teacher calls you you out in dodgeball when you hit someone else in the face because they ducked into it right and it's like shouldn't i be trying to hit these kids in the exactly league? like um <laughs> they didn't get out of the way wait um, i got one more i got one more one oh yeah more. of course this is my favorite topic that we've ever had. Um, so Michigan State scores on the first play of the game after not having any rushing touchdowns by a running back. And it was a 75-yard play. And immediately we got a unsportsmanlike conduct for a celebration. And I'm sorry, dude. Uh, like, let them celebrate. You didn't have any fans. We didn't have any running game. Like, why are we getting, like, penalized for, like, people getting excited? I mean, I get it if, like, you, like, lift your leg and, like, act like you're peeing on – on the other teams like lawn but like at like dude i don't understand that as a referee just walk up to him say hey dude calm down relax you don't need to play the game you also don't have to do that because sports are emotional like you're allowed yeah exactly i I hate when they like that is affecting a game when you're when you some of these penalties are like actually game-changing penalties and sometimes it's for shit like that and that has absolutely nothing to do with the team's skill level um and yeah i mean that play i mean it's a huge it's the first play of the season and they bust out a 75 yard touchdown run i mean i must say as somebody who bet on northwestern that was a very demoralizing win for that game and it made me very sad um but don't bet against yeah, Sparty. You, you know what my stance on this is if yeah. you don't want another team to like act like that don't give up a second. Exactly. Yard touchdown run. Thank you, the Trevor Bauer. You can get, exactly. You can get, All right. You can get Let's leave Trevor Bauer out of this podcast. Down. You might be right. You can I'm get sorry. Flagged for the horns down now um, in the in the Big Twelve, which I think is really stupid. That's so like, stupid. Why? This is sports. This is, this is college football. Um, all right. Uh, if if nobody else has any bad ref jobs, uh, we can move on to our game picks of the week. Wait, really um, quick, really quick. This will take less than a minute. Really quick. Um, uniform games of the week. We're going to stay on topic. Michigan State Northwestern was up there 
Yeah. I have a couple. I have a couple. Tuck coming, baby. Tuck coming. I like Michigan State's helmets. Michigan State's helmets were so clean. I like purple. um, With the all whites. And Northwestern's were different. Like, they were all right. Um, I I like purple. But in general, good uniform game. The other one, and what takes my cake for uniform game of the week, is uh, Ole Miss Louisville. Yeah. The powder blue Ole Miss jerseys were so clean. Those were sexy. Skull and then the reds from Louisville were nice too. That is all I have to say. I feel like you yeah, can't well. lose with a powder blue. Dude, you yeah. just can't. And, can't unless you're wrong. unless you're Coach O calling UCLA blue. 50 <laughs> Fair blue. enough. Fair enough. Color, uh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I fucking love that color. Um. All right. Uh. Yeah. No. Those are some great some great uniform matches. I really like the the scripted state helmets. Those are cool. Um. Um, I'm hoping Michigan pulls something out for the night game this week. Uh, but anyway. I heard they're, I heard they're going to do uh, winged helmets this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, dude, it's going to be sick. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> I hope they do blue on blue. Um, but yeah, so our top five games of the week. Um, so last week we've got Spencer went three and two. I went four and one. Ben went two and three, and Clay went three and two. Um, so big poppy in first place. That's how we like to start the year. Um, all right. So we've got five more games to choose from this week. Uh, so first off, Ohio State and Oregon. Um, I will go ahead and give my pick. Um, Oregon, they got tested by Fresno State. Um, they, they were missing some key players. Um, so we'll see if, we, if they get them back in the lineup this week. Um, Sidibo, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Um, but he, you know, he's going to be a top five, top 10 draft pick. Um, he is extremely good. Uh, he's obviously, if he is on the field, it's going to give him a much better chance. They need him on the field. Um, but I think just first home game for Ohio State, they're, they're heavy favorites. I don't see them losing this game. I can see Oregon covering, um, but I'm going to go with Ohio State. Uh, Clay, this is your team. Oh, God. What do you got? Uh, I, I personally think Ohio State will cover. Um, no, I, I'm feeling extremely confident about this game. Uh, I think Ohio State got a very, lot of very valuable experience in that Minnesota game. Um, and that was on the road against a tough opponent. Um, and they still won by 14. I think being at the, being at home now, um, first home game back, you know, 90,000 fans, a hundred thousand fans. It doesn't matter. The place is still going to be rocking. It's still going to be loud. Um, I'm really not sold in Oregon early any of those teams from the Pac-12, I think Ohio State's significantly better. Um, and I got Ohio State by 20-plus points in this game. Not surprised about that one. Uh, ben, what do you got? Um, I actually agree with you, Clay. Not in the 20-plus points, but in almost everything else that you said. I think I do, too. I just don't like you. So. Right. I just hate you and everything that you stand for. Um, yeah, but – uh, CJ Stroud, I think he's going to settle in. I think Ohio State's defense is probably getting the shit kicked out of them in practice this week, so they might show up. Um, but, you know, Oregon got a little wake-up call, so I think it might be closer than people think. I think they're a good team. Um, but, yeah, I still got Ohio State. Not by 20, though. Spencer, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go Ohio State. Um, I'm not totally sold on Oregon being bad. Uh, just because, I mean, Fresno State did beat, I mean, it's UConn, but they beat them by a solid 40, 40 points plus the other day or the week before. So I think Fresno might be a little underrated um, and kind of sneaky good. But, yeah, I don't – I think OSU played a better opponent overall in Minnesota. And, again, like like uh, Clay said, they did get some experience. So I'm going to go OSU, but I think it'll be a close game. Yeah, I um, – yeah, it, it's tough looking at these week one close games, because, I mean, like, Oklahoma almost lost, lost too, and, like, we know that's a good team. Um, so, I mean, sure we forgot about game. that. Yeah, and, oh, I mean, we're about to talk about Michigan-Washington. That's the next game on the list. Washington lost to FCS-Montana. But I'm very nervous for this game. Minnesota, or Washington's fighting for their season. They can't go 0-2. I saw um, Montana didn't win the FCS championship, right? Am I wrong about that? Couldn't tell you. I'm going to be honest. I don't pay attention to FCS football. Um, so I have no idea. Um, I would have guessed that it was North Dakota State or Sam Houston State. But, um, yeah, uh, so Michigan-Washington is next. And, obviously, I, I'm not going to pick against Michigan. I think, I think we're going to win the game. Um, 
I mean, Washington, they're going to they're gonna come to play. We're not going to blow them out. They're going to come to play. They had an extremely abysmal offensive performance last week. Their quarterback threw three picks. They scored on their opening drive. Looked like it was going to be a quick blowout. And then they didn't score again. So um, they're fighting for their season. If they go 0-2, they're, they're obviously done. They're already likely done. They're in the Pac-12 and they're off to FCS school. Um, but they're going to come in ready to play. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, but I think that Michigan is going to get it done. Um, ben, what do you got for Michigan-Washington? I'm with you. Um, I think Washington is going to come in and uh, put up more of a fight than they did, obviously, against Montana. But um, I think they're going to be good. I think it's going to be a close game. I agree with most of what you said, but I think Michigan is just – um, a dominant offense this year, and I think that'll show. Okay, dominant offense. dominant offense in Michigan. I like to take that. Skin, what are you skinning? Um, well, I just like to say that I don't think Michigan has a dominant offense, but I know you guys don't. That's nice. I didn't that. ask. <laughs> um, but Scotty directly asked. Yeah, Scotty did directly <laughs> ask. He did ask me what I was skinning. Um, but I, I pretty much agree with what you guys said. I think, I mean, Montana is, I looked it up. They, they definitely did not win the CS national championship. So I don't know. Who won it? Who won it? Uh, I think it was Sam Houston state. Oh, I knew it. I was going to say, I feel like I saw a replay of that on ESPN recently. And like, those two teams are always, I feel like in the championship, it's just like, Montana did go two and no last year though. So powerhouse dude. Um, like there, are, so scratch everything I said about that. But yeah, I think Michigan um, will probably be more like they were in 2019 than they were in 2020 this year for sure. Um, prime time, Maisel at the big house. Like I'm not gonna lie, that place is gonna be rocking. It's gonna be crazy. And if Washington can only score seven at home against an FCS program, no matter how good of an FCS program, like. I, I just don't see Washington putting up enough points to stay within single digits in this game. Because I think they'll, I think they'll compete, but I just really don't see Washington scoring more than 10, 15 points. Like, so give me like 28, 14 Michigan. I would take that. Ben, what do you got? I want to go Michigan as well. Uh, my, Montana, like, like who even lives in Montana? Like what are we doing? <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, that's a valid question. As a, a as a top coach. twenty team coming into the year, like you you lay that egg. I mean, yes, teams do get caught like looking to the next game, and I can see that happening with a team like Michigan, who's a, a Big Ten opponent, not ranked, but like I could I could see that happening. So it could have been just a case of of that. But my God, like Montana, dude. Like I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go 31-14 Michigan, and it's not because Michigan's offense is good; it's because Washington is bad. I think are it's because. Are you sure it's not because of a, of a dominant offense? I'm a hundred percent sure it's not because of a dominant offense. I could also see it going wait, wait, the, wait, wait. the way of Washington shows up for this game, and it's actually a good game. But either way, this game lost so much hype. I think it's probably more because of the fact that Michigan's the only team in the country with two Heisman candidates at quarterback. Um, with Kate and JJ, I mean, I mean, I, I, you just can't, you can't compete with this kind of stuff. Um, we lose, we lose all credibility on this podcast every time you speak you know, about Michigan. Because you when Clay says that Ohio State's going fifteen and zero every year. Okay, but see, that though, Ben, like, could happen. And JJ and, JJ and Kate, Kate could share the Heisman this year as well. Yeah, they're both going to be Heisman finals in New York. That that could happen. Wait, can I talk about something really quick? I totally forgot. To, like this, this literally left my brain. I got to read these stats. Did you guys see the offensive player of the week? The or offensive play of the week? like from Offensive what? player of the week for college football. Was it the Presbyterian? It the no, oh, it, no, it was, it was FBS. Huh? Oh, was it from PSF? No, it was from Texas. Oh, he he had a hundred, he had 103 yards rushing and 80 yards receiving for two touchdowns. That was the offensive play of the week. I'm sorry. Kenneth Walker had 243 yards on the ground and four touchdowns. No, I agree. Uh, he had how, a great game. How did how? Game. 
I didn't know. I'm sorry, but JJ McCarthy went four for okay. six. That's all. That's all. <laughs> With a yeah. 69 but yard like, touchdown pass. But for real, oh, like how, in true. what world? In what world is that? I agree with you. Yeah. Better. No, I I agree as well. Um, but what I meant was not PFF, not as a school, as like the website PFF. Oh, I have no idea. It was it was Sports like Illustrated. Where, the one I saw oh, was okay, Sports okay, Illustrated. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't see that, but um, yeah, that is a little surprising. Um, but all right, on to the next game. So far, we have all had the exact same picks. I think we're, I think that we're probably going to have some different ones here. We've got Iowa, Iowa State. Iowa looked great against Indiana. Um, that was not surprising me at all. They were really good down the stretch last year. They won six in a row. I think that they're going to win the West. I love Iowa. Um, kind of tough. Matt Campbell, I think that he's a, I think that he's a great coach. Um, but. Well, you love Iowa, Iowa Scotty? I thought you were a Michigan yeah. fan. This is weird. Oh, I'm sorry. It's weird. I just love other Big Ten teams. You love Iowa so much. You just love this Big Ten team so much. It's weird. I'm surprised this yeah, guy's not wearing like his Wisconsin hoodie at the same time. Yeah, he loves wagon. Rutgers, loves Wisconsin, loves Penn State. It's weird. Got rid of that Wisconsin hoodie, actually. So funky. Also, it wasn't a hoodie. It was a crew neck. Um, anyways. <laughs> so, I've got Iowa in this one. Uh, Iowa State struggled uh, in, their, in their opener against the lesser opponent, which, like I said, I don't like to really look into that. But even just – I just I, – I love Iowa, and I think that they're a really good team, uh, and I think they're going to win this game. Yeah. And I think they're going to win the West. Is this one – is this one at Kinnick? No, this is – this is uh, an in. Okay. I mean, I guess that puts a twist on it, but I'm still taking Iowa. Um, yeah, I mean, they were just really, really dominant um, in week one against Indiana, um, and I just – I love Iowa so much. I just love them, so I'm just taking the win. Yeah, I mean, I love him too. I don't blame you. <laughs> I mean, I, well, I don't have guys, feelings about the, Iowa. I just think they're a good football team, and I'm taking I'm them. That is what I meant when I said I love them. Just, I'm sure. I, I'm sure. I, I am not I'm a sure. fan. I don't care what happens. I'm sure. Do you guys think you love Iowa? Let me tell you about how I fucking feel about Iowa. Okay, fifteen. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I, I'm taking the same. Honestly, thing. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the team, They honestly will probably go like 12 and 0 going into the Big Ten championship game. Be ranked fifth, lose two touchdowns to Ohio State, and then lose like 28 in the Rose Bowl. I am directly lose by two touchdowns to Michigan. I think you mean. Oh my gosh. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with you guys here. I'm taking Iowa. Um, I'm also not reading too much into Iowa State struggling against Northern Iowa. Just because, like, I feel like this is who Iowa State is. I feel like they don't blow people out. Like, an ugly win is kind of what they do, and they're very good at it. Um, but um, I'm also taking Iowa here. I thought they looked really good against Indiana. I don't think Indiana is as good as they were in 2020. But I think Penix, I mean, he is a good QB. And for them to hold him to, like, 33% completion percentage and three picks... No matter how bad of a game you had, that's impressive. Um, so I have Iowa in a really close, really low scoring. I took the under in this game. I really don't see either team hitting 20 points in this game. If they do, they'll hit like 21. But give me like Iowa 17, Iowa State 14. All right, Spence, what are you thinking for this one? Dude, again, with the same thing as – what happened with Washington happened with Iowa State. I think they're overhyped as hell. I don't think it was a, an overlooking scenario. Uh, and it was a home game as well. So I feel like you just you just shouldn't – you like first game of the year, I get it in the middle of the season. You overlook a team because you have a, a thing the next week. Uh, and you're in the middle of the season, heat of the moment. But like first game, like you come out there, like all you've done all offseason, like we talked about, is train for the first game, like, Every every like ounce of nerves is there. It's like there's gonna be errors, but like, dude, how do you have a close game with Northern Iowa? I didn't even know they were an FBS team. They might not even be an FBS team. They're not. They're They're, yeah. Thank you. So again, same yeah, as the I Washington they game. won the national championship last year. Oh, <laughs> I actually uh, was looking at that game and I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, it's close. I was like, oh, Northern Iowa, like they're one of those stronger, smaller teams. And I was thinking about Northern Iowa when they went to should have gone to the Sweet 16 in basketball. Yeah, they're good and basketball I, I, school. <laughs> Huge yeah. basketball school. Well, when I saw yeah. it, 
thought twice about it because I got them confused with Northern Illinois. Who's in the match? Right. Yeah. I same. And Northern, so did I. And Northern Illinois upset Georgia Tech, and Northern Illinois. They're pretty good. It's that Rocky really Lombardi bad. connection, bro. I am. I am nervous yes, about sir. that game, dude. I am nervous about that game. Yes, sir. Okay. Wait, does so Rocky play for Northern Illinois now? Yeah, he, he transferred. He does, there. and they are coming to the big house. A week Saturday. Watch out, bro. Don't overlook him. You He's going to but... throw a bunch of fucking rainbow 30-yard passes that for some reason we can't cover and yeah. get huge plays on them. We're going to lose. Um, but to finalize that thought, uh, <laughs> Iowa is going to, I think, blow them out of the water. It's also a home game for Iowa State, but I don't think it matters because the Northern Iowa game was also a home game. Uh, I think they're going to they're gonna beat them, and then Iowa State will not be ranked for the rest of the year. And, yeah. All right. All right, well, we still have all the exact same picks. So um, let's see. I have maybe, maybe, maybe something will change here. App State, Miami. Um, App State is a really good team. Um, but I think that, um, I think that Miami, it's so hard. It's kind of hard to gauge when you play Alabama week one. Um, but I, I, I think that they are, they're not a great team, but I think that they're going to have enough. Um, and again, once you when you start 0-1, they're, they're going to be fighting for their season right now. They can't start 0-2. So I think that that's going to be enough to put Miami over the edge um, and win this game. But I, I think that App State, I think that App State might cover though. Um, Spence, what do you got for the team? Uh, I have Miami. I'm really hoping so, just because the week after that they play MSU. That's and I would hope that they win the game just so they don't come and play Michigan State upset. But also, I feel like Miami is very very overrated because the only person you hear about is their quarterback. And I don't even know if they're good outside of that. Like I hear nothing except things about their quarterback. So yeah, I got Miami just cause I, I don't want them to be upset for the Michigan state game. All right. I like, uh, I like the logic on that pick. Uh, skin. What are you skinning for this? Um, no, I want to pick skin in this one. Um, because I think the skin is a really good skin. No, um, I, I'm picking Miami, but in a very close way, you know what? I'm going to change it up. I'm going to pick App State. I This is my upset pick of the week. All right. This is a tough game for Miami because obviously they prepared all offseason. You have Alabama week one. And like that was bad for Miami. I mean, they were like out of the game within the first 15, 20 minutes of the game. Um, and then they do have Michigan State next week. So this kind of is trapped between, I hate to say like Michigan State's a Big game, but it kind of is, I guess. Like, it's another, like... Dude, it's a ten. big game. Reestablished ourselves this week. It's a big fucking game. Michigan State, I think, did put some people on notice. I will give you that. Also, I think this is a tough game for Miami. I also agree. I really don't think that they're that great. Um, so, give me App State an upset. All right. I mean, App State, they've never really had a big upset win or anything like that before. Um, not that I never beat Michigan of, ever. Yeah, I know. They didn't like back any field goals or anything. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I like that pick, though. App State's a good team. Uh, ben, what do you got? Um, I'm going to go with uh, Miami. Uh, Spence, you said you heard a lot about the quarterback. Uh, what's his name? Derek King. Derek King, whatever. He's a good quarterback. Um, I think Miami's a good football team. I think, obviously, they were so overmatched uh, week one with Alabama, but I think that um, – I think they're going to come out with this one. So, I'll give me Miami. All right. And then for our last pick of the week, um, we've got Utah and BYU. Um, so, these last two weren't really as, as big as the first three, um, but, you know, there's not going to always be five ranked versus ranked matchups. Um, but BYU is a team that was really good um, a year ago. But I think that that was – obviously they had uh, top five quarterback draft pick in Zach Wilson, um, who's now playing for the New York Jets. And I think that that was a big reason for their success. Um, so it'll be really – I think this should be a pretty good game. That BYU is at home. Um, and obviously there were other talented players on that team that got them to the point where they were last year. Um, so I think that they're still a good team, and I think that they're going to keep things close. Um, but – you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, I think they're going to keep it more than close. I'm going with BYU to win this one. Um, Clay, what do you think of this one? Um, I'm with you here, Scotty. I think BYU is going to win this game. I like him at home. Um, BYU and Utah usually play um, some pretty good games. Um, it's kind of a fun rivalry. Um, so, yeah, give me by BYU and a close one at home. All right, Ben, what do you got? I thought I was going to be alone on this pick, but uh, I want BYU as well. 
Um, they had a good show. One, they beat a power five team. I don't really know much about Arizona, but they beat Arizona. Um, but I mean, I mean, that's a good win. Obviously, if you're not a power five team and you beat right. a power five team, it's always a good win. Um, I think it's going to be a good rivalry game. I think it's going to be really close. I can honestly see it going either way. I took BYU because I thought I was going to be um, on my own. That and, is being cute. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I want to make a different pick than everyone else, but now everyone's taking BYUs, and I feel stupid. But uh, I'll take BYU. I forgot about that that joke about Clay being cute with stuff. Was that this year or was that last year? That was last year. Okay, I was gonna say. Um, but all right, Spencer, what do you got for this one? Be alone, and I'm gonna go Utah, just because I I don't know. Every time I watch Utah, they got some pretty jerseys on. I I like them. I want them. I want a Utah jersey just just to have a Utah jersey. Uh, I don't I don't really have anything against our four BYU other than I, I believe they beat Michigan State like three or four years ago. So yep. fuck them. Uh, <laughs> go Utes, baby. That was such good. All right. <laughs> uh, I like Utah. All right. I want a jersey and I do not like BYU because they beat Michigan State. <laughs> go Utes. Um, <laughs> all right. So we're running a little long today. Uh, so for anyone who has stuck around, we thank you. Um, we're just going to do one more thing. Just because we've got some big games this week. Uh, Michigan State playing the juggernaut of uh, Youngstown State. And then obviously um, not quite good as a matchup as Michigan State, Youngstown State, but Oregon, Ohio State, and Michigan, Washington. Um, all right. Uh, Spence, let's, let's get your game out of the way. Um, talk to us about Michigan State and Youngstown State and just what you want to see. Obviously, there is it is a big game next week against Miami. Um, so obviously, you want to avoid a slip up. We want both teams headed into that game on a high note uh, to kind of build momentum. Um, so what are you looking for in that game this week? Yeah, really smart to start with the biggest game of the week uh, out of the three teams. So appreciate course, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think the bright spots from the last game is we obviously have a running game uh, with Kenneth Walker and also our offensive line learned how to put put their body against somebody else's body and, and move them. So that was good. Uh, Thorne made plays that uh, Rocky Lombardi cannot make. Uh, and when he had to make them and our uh, our play calling was a little bit better than than years past, usually on third downs, we're always throwing the ball short of the sticks for some reason and never picking up that third down. So I feel like there was a change there and we were actually going for things we should have gone for uh, defensively. There was a lot of rotating, obviously, with so many new guys, there's going to be a lot of that finding the look that they want. But I thought everyone did a good job. But our linebackers did a really good job stuffing the run up the middle as per usual with Michigan State. Uh, and they continued to score. They didn't. They didn't take the foot off the gas. Uh, Walker had three touchdowns, and they they let him go get the fourth one. Even though we pretty much had the game in the bag, which I really appreciated, and it also just makes the win look that much better when you score more. Uh, things that need to improve. Uh, secondary still has questions, just because. I mean, most of the game we allowed Northwestern to just get short passes, play underneath us, just just so we could keep the clock going, uh, which was really annoying because the announcers were really impressed with. What is uh, Northwestern's quarterback, Bryant? Isn't it Ramsey? Or was that last year? Quarter, quarterback. I have no idea. No, it's not Ramsey anymore. Anyways. Hunter Johnson this year. There you go. But they were, like, so impressed with him because he had 11 11 completions consecutively, but Michigan State was giving them five-yard routes because it just took, like, eight minutes off the clock. So I played in our our hand, but – yeah, Michigan State cannot overlook this game against Youngstown State. I just I want to see them keep the foot on the uh, the gas, just because in previous years they don't really do that too well. Um, so I want to I want Tuck to keep this game like hyped up, not not overlook it. And I think I think we'll be off to a good two and zero start. I mean, we have a two percent chance of losing this game, and I really hope those two percentage points go down throughout the game rather than up. So that's that's all. That's my whole take. Yeah, um, I. I, I, yeah, I was impressed with how Michigan State looked in, in week one and also just surprised on how bad Northwestern was. Um, I mean, Northwestern lost a ton of production from last year, but it really still, I mean, they went to the Big Ten Championship game a year ago. Pat Fitzgerald is a great coach. So, I mean, I just was not, I mean, I, yeah, Michigan State has improved. But I mean, like, let's be honest, Michigan State was terrible last year. Um, so it was it was definitely interesting to see Obviously, um, Ryan Field is not the most hostile of environments to go into in the Big Ten. Um, but students still, weren't there yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, but still, I mean, a lot of times you see opposing crowds kind of take over that stadium. So it's not the most hostile environment. But I mean, still, it's always tough to go win a game like that on the road. 
um, especially against the former uh, Big Ten championship team, not the winner, but they made it to the game. Um, so, yeah, that game really just surprised me. Both teams, I was expecting the opposite. Um, so I was really surprised by that game. Um, but let's, let's discuss Michigan a little bit. Like, like I said earlier, I was pleasantly surprised. I thought that we were – I obviously thought we were going to win. Um, but I was expecting it to be in like the the ten to ten to twenty point range, um, and so I thought we did everything that we needed to do. Um, obviously, I mean, there's a ton of room for growth. I mean, we were not good last year, and um, you know, we're I think no one's expecting anything from Michigan this year. Um, unranked preseason, we're still unranked. Um, and, and I really am nervous about this game this week because it's just a, it, we can't lose this game. Um, everything I feel, I mean, with, we have a tough schedule. We play a lot of hard games. We play at Wisconsin, we play at Penn State, we play Ohio State. We can't afford to lose week two at home against the team that just lost to an FCS opponent. So, and they're fighting for their season. It's, it's going to be a tough game. Um, but I think that the key for Michigan this week is just to stay focused. Because I think that it can be really hard um, to do that when you see the team that you're playing just play just have a terrible performance like they did last week. Um, so I'm a little bit worried that we kind of start overlooking um, Washington, kind of thinking that oh they just lost to Montana, so it's going to be an easy win. Um, so I just I think that the biggest key uh, to the game this week is to just keep the players focused during practice this week. You know, get in there, get the job done, get out with a W. And if we if we get out of there two and zero. I really, I honestly really am going to be feeling great about, about the rest of the year. I definitely agree with the last um, statement you made. If we can get out of there 2-0, then I'm really looking forward to what this team can do. Um, I obviously think it's going to be a really hostile, not hostile environment because we're playing at home, but like. It'll be very I, hostile for, for Washington. I mean. That is true. I it's can, definitely going to be rowdy. Wait. The environment's going to be incredible. Me and Scott are going yeah. to be there. Um, <laughs> it's going to be a fun game. Um, I'm excited to see uh, if Cade can continue his efficiency. Um, if JJ can come in in the fourth, I would love for that to happen because that means we're up by 20 plus. Um, but yeah, I think that Michigan just needs to continue on the trend that we're on. I think we need to ride our hype, which I've never said before because I hate when Michigan gets a single ounce of hype. Um, I think people are kind of downplaying the game a little bit just because of obviously Montana and Washington last week. Um, but I really think that Michigan can get in there and do their jobs. So they can get out there with a win. Yeah, and uh, one more thing that I would like to say about this game is just I am so excited to see the atmosphere in the big house. Finally, finally, they do a maze out for a real game instead of Nebraska at noon or Maryland at noon. Like, those were two real maze. Like, what? Now the football the football account on Twitter, they changed their logo, their profile picture to a little maze thing. Every single tweet, they're like, by the way, make sure you wear maze. Everybody on Twitter is talking about wear maze. I hope the pom-poms come out. The atmosphere is going to be absolutely incredible. And I am so – I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I'm so excited to be in the stadium because I, we haven't seen that kind of atmosphere in a while. Obviously, we didn't see it last year, um, and it's just going to be amazing. Um, Clay, you're going to be down in Columbus on Saturday for the big showdown, Oregon versus Ohio State. Um, tell me about this matchup. Yeah, first off, I, I would actually like to express a little bit of jealousy – in the fact that you guys get a big primetime game, it feels like so long that Ohio State has played a big primetime game at home because we always get the big new kickoff, which at least we get Gus plus. But like, I've like just really wish we could play like one of our biggest games of the year at home at 8 p.m. I think that'd be so even in 3:30. But no, they're always at noon. I'm not gonna lie. I wish this game was not at noon. This game should not be played at noon. This is a game that should be under the lights or at least at 3:30. Besides that, I am feeling very good about this game. Um, as I, you know, kind of mentioned about last week, um, Ohio State did have a lot of questions going in, namely with the defense and CJ Stroud. And I can't say that either question was really answered, and I don't think they really should be answered in week one. You know, we saw C.J. Stroud show a lot of potential. We saw him show some struggles. I think we, you know, none of those are surprising, but it is kind of hard to gauge when he did have a really good second half, but he also only threw five passes in the second half. Um, you know, he had two deep passes to, I mean, that pass to Garrett Wilson, wide open. Two passes to, like, Chris Olave that 
super good passes, but Olave took care of the rest, found the end zone. And then there was that screen pass to Travion Henderson, who showed off his elite speed, but same time really didn't answer many questions about CJ Stroud. Um, you know, so I think that's definitely um, you know, one thing I'm really interested in seeing is to see him him more and actually, you know, this is another game and just more than just five completions and a half, uh, which I'm really excited to see. Um, but I think with the defense, once again, really hard to tell. Like Michigan State, they're rotating guys like crazy um, on defense, which wasn't surprising to see. I think they're still figuring out who the best players are. Um, had some guys out with injuries um, that hopefully, especially in the secondary, it is potentially we could be out three starters in the secondary this week, which isn't great. The backups performed pretty admirably in the first game. Not great, but held their own um, for young guys. And we had a true freshman at cornerback, which hasn't happened since 1996. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm really interested to see. I think one thing I'm anticipating Ohio State doing is rotating less and really kind of sticking more with their starters, um, especially at running back. That was something I wasn't really happy. We saw um, pork chop, mine Williams run for 70 71 yards on his like second carry of the game and then he didn't come back into the game um until like three minutes left in the second quarter which me personally like you know teague trayvon henderson all deserve carries but if you run for a 70 yard touchdown you should probably come back into the game um so i definitely think and ryan day said too is yeah we're going to shorten that running back rotation um so yeah i have been rambling a lot here but i just think it's going to be a fun to see Ohio State just more settle in on their starters and really see what those guys can do. Um, and I, I, you know, hope that defensive end for Oregon, I, I don't know how to say his name, I'm sorry, can play. I'd love to see how he does against the offensive line. You know, I hope he recovers. But it's a big loss for Oregon if he can't play. Because already Ohio State's offensive line is arguably our strength other than wide receiver. Um, we have an elite offensive line, and if you lose him, the Ohio State's just going to dominate that line of scrimmage. Dude, I hate when coaches like don't ride the hot hand at running back. Like early in the season, like talk, Tucker talked about a little bit, he was going to rotate the running backs through a little bit more than he did. But Walker had such a good game, he was just like, I'm just going to stick with the hot hand. And I really appreciate that because I feel like years past, Antonio would kind of wishy washy about his running back situation, unless there was a clear cut like starter coming into the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't really know what the other running backs can do for Michigan State, but like, I just I don't understand why you don't ride a hot hand. I I think it would have been you have a guy who do it. go two hundred forty yards and twenty three carries. Yeah, you don't see what the other running backs can no, do because yeah. it's not that. <laughs> yep, he's got the vision today. Let it go. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Clay. One thing you were talking about is you know there's still a lot of questions to be answered, um, and I think that week two is is going to be a great week for that. Um, just like. I mean, obviously, we have these huge games. Everybody started to, you know, we're settling in a little bit after that first game. I mean, you remember last year, Michigan came out of the gate extremely hot, looked like a, a great team against Minnesota, and then just come back and lay an egg at home against a very inferior Michigan State team. Um, and so, you know, you a lot of questions get answered week two. Um, so I'm really excited. Um, obviously, I'm really nervous that that same kind of thing happens. This year for Michigan, you know, we have a good performance week one and then kind of have that devastating season-killing loss week two. Um, so this is just a huge week. Um, I'm really excited. Um, like I said, if we get out of this 2-0, and I'm really going to be looking forward. And then in a couple of weeks, we could have an undefeated tilt in the big house between Michigan and Rutgers. It doesn't get any better than that. That um, could be ranked versus yeah. ranked two. It really could. Yeah. Michigan <laughs> I, and Rutgers that was- both have votes. They're not ranked, but they have votes. I mean, I would assume if Michigan wins this week, we'll probably be ranked. Rutgers, they would have to be impressive the next two weeks, but it could, I could honestly happen. But if, if, if Rutgers is three and zero for that game, if we're both undefeated, I'm that's just gonna be amazing. Um, but does anybody too, have right? any? Huh? It's on the road, right? It's it's in Ann Arbor. Oh, Michigan it is. Okay. Yep. Um, but it, does anybody have anything else to add uh, before we head out? We had a long episode today. Um, but. Nope. All right. Um, all right, guys. We'll be back next week to talk about weeks two and three. Um, everybody enjoy. Enjoy the college football week again. Um, you know, we only get 12 of these Saturdays every year. Soak it in. 
go to tailgates, have a good time. Um, and we will see you guys next week.